Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. We are back once again with the Pro Wrestling Spotlight presents True Hill Heat 70. This is a very, very, very busy edition of True Hill Heat. <laughs> we are back once again with the princess of all True Hills herself, Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, 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 people. What's going on? We got our resident True Hill alcoholic top guy, JJ. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Try something <laughs> new, you know? And then this very special 70th edition of True Hill Heat, we have a very, very special guest host with us, the all-father, the, my favorite independent wrestler <laughs> in all of the East Coast, because he, and, and one of my favorite interviews, because he, 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 he was able to embarrass me more than anybody, and this is after Jimmy Havoc yeah. threatened me with an axe. So, so to embarrass me, uh, that, and he stole my money. So for him to embarrass <laughs> me more, it takes a lot. This is the one, the only, Mr. Darius Carter. Woo! Oh, yeah. Us, the all-father, styling, profiling. Thank Absolutely. you. As, as always, with the turtleneck, how you doing today, my brother? Feeling, feeling blessed, and I'm, I'm glad I get to wear this, because every time, you know, people see me there, they see me in, in suits, and whenever people see me outside of a suit, they're like, what? Like, no, are you sure, man? And I'm like, hey, are you okay? You know what I mean? So, uh. <laughs> It's, you know, now at least I get to pull these, uh, these out. You know what I'm saying? It's at right temperature. It's not hot and it's not cold. So, you know, I get this to profile still. You know what I mean? Somewhere in the middle where you can relax, be quarantined, and still look stylish. I love it. That's love it. it. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? Saying. I want to actually thank you personally, sir, Mr. Allfather, for putting this punk in his place when he had the honor and the privilege to interview you at a battle club show, and his ass tried to leave the True Hills to try to get the biggest upgrade of his life, and you shut his <laughs> sorry ass down. I thank you for putting his sorry ass in a humble place. I thank you for that, sir. That's what I'm here to do. You know, at the end of the day, everyone has their place in this world. Everyone has their purpose. Everyone has their reason, whether they understand it or not. And sometimes I have to take you to, 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 the, to the hill. Sometimes I have to take you to the water, show you what it's about, see your reflection, you know? Your I'll, reflection I'll in the water. The true hill. Yeah, he came I, I had he to give it to you. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Took me about the learning so I... <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome to have So on this, on this edition, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of news. We're going to be talking about what, we're, what they're describing as WWE Black Wednesday. We're going to be talking about Ronda Rousey triggering the wrestling social media world. Uh, we're going to be talking oh, about God. week, week 27 of the, of the Wednesday you Night Wars. can't have an episode without first, having her on it, right? I didn't even <laughs> give her a proper introduction. We're going to talk about her. Calm down. Dude, you got to understand, Darius, Christy's a big fan of Ronda Rousey. A I big am not. Fan. Even, I am not. Even, even more than me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, We're going into deep waters. I love it. Bring your swim gear. Bring your scuba <laughs> mask. Hey, and absolutely. Even for, for, for the better part of a year, she donned our Ronda Mania shirt on the cover of the True Hill page. No, someone did that. I never had that shirt on. I'm telling you that. 
Mm. One of our great fans, you know, one of our great fans. They wanted you to wear the shirt. But first of all, before we get into anything, uh, you know, on a personal note, I want to send a great uh, uh, prayers out there. A rest in peace from my personal self to my father. My father passed away this week. Yes. so dedicating this episode, True Hill Heat 70, to my father, as well as today, we got the shocking news that uh, Howard Finkel, the Fink, passed away. Rest in peace. Our thoughts and condolences, our prayers to the to the family of uh, Howard Finkel. Before we get into anything, to give us more upbeat, you know, after sending our condolences, let's all just say one great memory that we have of the Fink before we get, we get uh, into everything. I'll start with you, Darius. Uh, you know, Howard, Howard Finkel is that it's just, just that announcer that every wrestler wanted to have him introduce you to the ring. You know, if you if you understood the business or, you know, you're kind of have a classic mind for the business or respect, true respect for the business. You want to be involved with the best, not just in the ring, but outside of the ring. You yeah. know, you want to have the best interviewer backstage. You know, you want to have uh, the best commentators talking about your match and you want to have, uh, you know, the best ring announcer and i've had dreams man you know where you have gorilla monsoon at ringside you know and then you have howard finkel you know uh, announcing your name or, or howard finkel saying that you're the new champion you know i always mm-hmm. wanted that and new and you know i i kind of figured times wouldn't you know it just wouldn't align even if i was signed tomorrow it just wouldn't work or signed yesterday it wouldn't have worked out but it's just one of those dreams you always have and um howard man i mean i remember him introducing the undertaker when i was um, when I was young and just Undertaker coming out and Howard really added that element. You don't think about it, but you know, when he just did it the way he, he just did it in his own way, man. And just, he knew how to make, make you larger than life. He made you bigger than big. And that's what their job is to do. You know, you don't just read a name off a cue card. You're supposed to elevate me and really in his own way. And maybe it's almost underappreciated, but he, he did it, you know, when he introduced people. Great, great, great memory right there, because I, I, I didn't think you were going to say that, but the way he said The Undertaker was uh, one of a kind. The Undertaker! It was just one of a kind, and it just added to the gravitas of The Undertaker. You're definitely right. Chrissy Love? Um, Darius said it himself. Like one, it, it, He had that iconic voice. And pretty much once once someone was a, a new champion, he said, and the new! Like He emphasized that you knew that it was big, the crowd popped. His voice was just amazing. And just him saying someone's name and introducing them and making them the new champion just like put them at an all-time high once you had your name said by him. Top guy, JJ. I mean, they pretty much said it all. But, I mean, it's like one of those things is that Howard Finkel's voice was built for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, his voice was made for the product that you could just say. He was born with the purpose of being this person to make everybody else bigger. Somebody even like Triple H said something about you weren't famous until he announced your name coming through the curtain. And it's things that you wanted to have your match called by JR Gorilla Monsoon. You wanted to be walked down the aisle by Bobby the Brain Heenan. You wanted to have your name called by that man right there. And he was Michael Buffer before Michael Buffer existed. That yeah. Like, mm-hmm. He yep. was a guy that got sure. the announcers the biggest privilege of like, yo, it, it was so overlooked. And then the fact that him and then also him and the power of him and Michael Buffer just made being announced so powerful. 
And that that's what I've always remembered. And that's like, you know, all of these guys that's coming out doing these ring announcements now, it's like, you know, I'm proud of somebody like Justin Roberts because he's able to kind of bring that enthusiasm to announcing people. And mm-hmm. that's what Howard started. And, and, and you know, he, he will always be a legend. And, you know, he's always going to be somebody that truly revolutionized how people's characters are, ev- are elevated in this current day and age. Because it's really hard. With all the access, all the social media, everything that is so overthrown in your face, for him to still make you big, it was awesome. Yep. You guys, you guys said it perfectly. So once again, our condolences, our prayers to Howard Finkel, his family, everyone in the WWE, all of his friends, for sure. So and we got him, and especially to you. And you just I wanted to also. I was looking for the segue for you, man, because. I felt that really over the weekend and wanted to give you the opportunity and the time to suck to soak that in and to really, you know, to give you that condolences to, to your father, man, because obviously, you know, I'm somebody that has been in the same boat and it's something that really feels like it takes time to process. So I just really just wanted to send you my love, my prayers, man, because, you know. You became a father, which is the greatest blessing in the world. And then at least your dad probably got to at least see that happen. Which he is got the, the greatest he got the yeah. welcome, welcome us in, and he was sick for a very long time. I could tell my my the people that view this. I could tell you guys he was sick for a very long time. So he's definitely in a better place. He wasn't able to watch True Hill Heat in the past because he wasn't physically able to. So now he could watch it all the time. He's up there, and he's closer than he's ever been to me in the last couple of years. So I'm very happy. It, 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 and right. just know that you it just know that you made him proud, man. Cheers Thank to that. Yeah. Appreciate that, and I appreciate all of y'all because this helps me process everything. I appreciate y'all. So we got to go into our True Hill Roll Call where we shout out everyone who's cut, like viewing the, viewing the show, contributing to the True Hills group page on our YouTube channel. Our top three conversation starters are coming in at number three, James Wins. Once again, at number two, the host of the Romeo Report, Romeo Anthony Colon, and number one, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. A couple of the True Hills we want to shout out, uh, Cordy Thornton, uh, Daryl Lucas, and John Merrow and our YouTube subscribers, uh, Kwame is definitely loving our Dark Side of the Ring reviews. He's been talking nice. about it a lot. He kind of has been segueing into a kind of connection to the recent Dark Side of the Ring and what we're going to be talking about with our top news. So we're going we're gonna to switch it up for the last couple of weeks. We've been going through what we missed first and not the top news, but I think it's too big of a top news to not go into it first off, off the bat. So yes, we got to talk about Black Wednesday. WWE releases bulk of talent and staff due to COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So this is the list of talent uh, talent that got released, and then I'll take it to Darius for your th- first initial thoughts on everything. Uh, so I'll start off from the top. We got Eric Young, EC3, Leo Rush, Kurt Angle, Sarah Logan, Mike Kyoto, who was the longest uh, running uh, uh, person out of everybody that was uh, cut yesterday, uh, Primo and Epico Cologne, Rowan, uh, Mike and Maria Canellis, Heath Slater, Zach Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Kurt uh, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, No Way Jose, Rusev. Uh, Aiden English, Deanna Peraza, MJ Jenkins, who just, you know, our shout outs to her as well, to condolences to her family because she had just had family that passed away from COVID-19. So mm-hmm. our thoughts and prayers to her. Uh, Dorian Mack, 
uh, Alexander Jasic, uh, Dan Matha, Jerry Soda, who has a backstage on Fergo Leave, uh, Dave Finley, who's, who was one of the agents and one of the biggest contributors to the women in WWE, Lance Storm, who just closed down his school and got a job with WWE just last year, was cut yesterday, uh, Mike Rotunda, IRS, cut on IRS Day. That was kind of ironic. I just wanted to mention that. Uh, Shane Hurricane Helms, uh, Scott Armstrong, Pat Buck, Sarah Stock, Sean Devari, uh, Billy Kidman, Andrea Listenberg, who was a writer who was responsible for the Otis and Mandy storyline, Ace Steel, a coach, Serena Deeb, Kendo Kashin, uh, and Jos- Josiah Williams, who was the, the person who created Wrestle Rap. So, Darius Carter, as a professional wrestler, what was your thoughts on this whole big bulk of news that just came out and kind of exploded onto the wrestling world? So I, I work in business, okay? And, um, you know, I have my degree in business and, um, you know, I do, my, I do that as well. So I wrestle. That's, of course, my, you know, what I do and it's my passion. But I also am involved in business and in, um, investing and in, in some stocks and things. So I, to be honest with you, I'm not going to say I was surprised by it because when they decided that they were going to continue going forward, I knew there were going to be changes. You can't, you can't, you can't continue to run. And this is the side of it that people don't want to hear. This is the side of it that people don't want to talk about because it's like, oh, he was a good person, and you know, these guys were great people. And it's like, yeah, of course, you know what I mean. They're everyone, great people. You know, lost their jobs outside of WWE. It's not about how good of a person you are. It's not about how much people love you. It's about the business aspect, and that's the side people don't want to hear. Um, you know, and, and I refrained myself from typing it because I didn't want to make it sound the wrong way and people come at you and I'm just yeah. like, I'm not, it's not putting down anybody. It's just, it's the reality of it. Here's the thing. If you're going to continue on with these, these events, which are Raw, SmackDown, NXT, are you, you're not running live events. You're not able to run live events. And also with the revenue aspect of Fox and USA, all that money that you would owe if you didn't do it, that's all money. That doesn't just go away. That's We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars at the very minimum that would be subtracted just for them stopping. Perfect. All right? So if you're, so you're going to continue forward, you have obligations. Just like AEW has legal obligations. You have to fill that time. You know, TNT and, and packages and stuff aren't going to get you the ratings that are going to keep you in that spot. Okay? So, you know... I, it's unfortunate, but if there's no live events and you're literally only running those three shows and you already see they're not using a vastly different amount of people, you can see that, you know, we've seen some people use two, three, four times. We've seen Tahuti James, for example, used two, three times. If you're going to get be in that spot to get beat up, you know what I mean? They seem to have been maneuvering that already. We see Oscar all the time. We've seen case Caden Carter from NXT is there. Um, you know, we've seen Shotzi Blackheart, we've seen Dakota Kai. So we've we've kind of been shown the people that are going to be at the forefront of these lo- of these events. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you just have too many people staffed for those positions. You don't need them. You just and it's it's it sounds terrible and it's not nice, I guess, but it's the real world. Just like my business office or any offices, they don't need all the people there. You need certain people for, to perform certain tasks. I'm still employed right now. I didn't even, I was never furloughed or 
put on unemployment and I'm, I'm fortunate for that respect, but I'm still working. I work from home. I do, you know, I do what I have to do for my computer, my laptop. So, but I'm still, uh, getting, you know, getting that, that, that currency from that. And not everyone that's in my, uh, uh, uh field is going to have that opportunity. Not everyone that's in any field is going to have that opportunity. And I think it's not, I don't think it's wise to be, to think WWE is so different from the rest of the world where you think, Oh, well, we're just going to keep, all these people hired, even though everyone else in the world isn't. And it's not about, oh, well, you rest, this wrestler is essential or you're essential, you're not. I mean, I think people are, are really just using this to unleash latent feelings about WWE and Vince McMahon, and I, I get that. But what bothers me is WWE gets it and AEW doesn't. I don't think it's fair that to, to, to separate one from the other. You're both in that same business. You both have to do what you have to do. If you're agreeing that you're not going to take that loss on weekly events, you have to do something with the roster. You can't have you can't have 90, 100 people, plus, you know, however many it is, on that you're paying what you were normally paying them during this time if there's no, uh, there aren't the returns like that on these events. The live events, I'm assuming... We, they haven't had, a, I guess, an official statement, but I'm very much assuming that the live events are not happening. You don't, you don't I mean, need... That was my biggest assumption when, I, when this news came out, is that this was more a sign of what's to come. Like, the, it doesn't seem like live events is going to come back anytime soon with this decision. What was your thoughts? And it's, thought for, load. And it's yeah. for load, and not to interrupt that, but it's for load, which means that doesn't mean that all of these people are gone forever. You know, right. I, I, I think that that's another thing people are thinking about. People are like, oh, you know, da, 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 da. it's like, listen, not everyone that has been released of their job or, or have been relieved of their job at this time are relieved in the future. I think people need to really understand that. You know, you may not have been at the top of the food chain at your job at the, at the time of this uh, pandemic, but when things come back, you may still have your job. I mean, some of those people are not going to return, obviously, but there are some that may. And I think it's it's too, everyone's jumping the horse. Everyone's talking too fast and thinking too little about how this is all going. Absolutely. What Job Guy JJ, what was your initial thoughts on this whole Black Wednesday and the list of talent that got cut? Um, I think, I think, um, Darius said a lot of it. Um, one thing about being in, I'm in business myself as well, and we had to make a very difficult decision and we did the same. We had to furlough so many people because when you're in business and you're not really getting all the funding that you need to support everybody's paychecks and payroll, and you're not using all of these people at, before you realize in that one, you're going to have to close doors forever. You're going to have to lose shops forever if you don't do something to help salvage all the negative dollars that you're going to be seeing weekly. And that was a beautiful, like, I love what, what, what Darius also pointed out with this. There's no live shows happening. So there's literally three shows happening a week. And it's with like a little bit of talent, very, very small amount of talent. WWE has over 150 or probably 200 wrestlers. Like they have the most hefty roster in the entire wrestling business. Like they, their roster is insane. If you go from top to bottom, and if they're only using about forty to fifty of them, you're sitting there with a hundred people plus with 
payroll that they're paying for that one they're not running these shows anymore so guess what they're not they're not getting any concession money they're not getting any merch money they're not getting the ticket money they're they're losing out on so much money from these events every single week and the fact that they're running these empty shows they have to there's people that's under contract that they have to pay so they're using they're utilizing them so it's not affecting the people that's under contract that's performing during these weekly shows because they're coming out to do their jobs but there's no residual income at all coming in. Maybe WWEshop.com is probably making an, a little bit of extra money, but come on. Now, when we go to these shows, when it's 20, 30, 40,000 people that's attending these events, you know how many of us impulse buy $35 shirts, $30 shirts. Like all these impulse buys are not happening anymore because now we're sitting online, we're clicking items, and then we see the price, we're like, not back out. So that money's not coming in. <laughs> Like the money is not flowing the way it was. So how are you paying everyone? And all of these wrestlers, you know, they, the guys are lucky enough to make it to that brand is making six figures pretty much at minimum. So if they're making these big contracts and they're constantly, they lose, they're going to get into the millions. And then this cut is going to become even more significant. So now you're going to now bash a company that is basically falling in flux with everyone else in the world. Like everybody in the uh, United States of America across the world is feeling the effects of this, of this pandemic. It's real. And there's so many people that is kind of like just ignoring the fact that this is a real life pandemic, that there's so much money not being made. And there's so many things that's not happening. So I love the fact that these people will probably have an opportunity to come back, but some of these guys will probably just stay out of their contracts and try to move elsewhere when things happen. But WWE, NBA, NFL, none of these places are invincible. They're feeling it, and everybody is feeling it. And now that it hit our home with the wrestling culture, we want to shit on a company that basically just felt what everyone else has felt. And I and, just and, really think... Go ahead. And, and no, not to interrupt, but they're about to... They're really setting the trend now because now you're hearing about sports talking about, oh, we're, you know, now we'll maybe we'll have some of the players on the field and fans at home. It's like WWE, were, you know, took that shot first. And it's not about who you like or don't like. It's not about, oh, I'm team AEW, you should, team WWE. You should be team pro wrestling. And if you are team pro wrestling, you, you, you. you understand the impact that WWE has had because now these other places are going to try and do what they're doing. You think they're, you think the NFL and NBA aren't watching and they're like, Oh, WWE is doing it. Like, how are they able to, you think that these sports teams want to be sitting out. You think they want to skip seasons. They don't want to. They're looking, they're looking at one of the last remaining live products still being produced, which is WWE. I mean, even walking dead, which I'm a big fan of, they had to, they couldn't even air their season finale. You know, because they didn't finish the episode. So everyone's getting affected by all of this. And I think it's a testament to WWE to have made themselves so much larger than life that the fans seem to think that it doesn't affect them. They seem it's to think. Untouchable. <laughs> and and, and to also think, point out, yeah. what company, sorry, and what company, what <laughs> company do they have to follow behind? There's no company in the marketplace that they have to follow by because there's no one else doing this right now. No one right. else is doing this right now. I do want to pose a different question. I'll ask Chrissy Love first. Uh, you know, your thoughts on Black Wednesday, but also, do you think that this, the amount of talent that were released is a result of WWE? And this is something that we've talked about on a number of different trail heats. They're basically a reputation of hoarding talent 
over the last couple of years, trying to keep talent away from other organizations to kind of make them that hub for, you know, all the best wrestlers in the in the world. Do you think that this is also a result of that? That's what I initially thought when I start seeing the names dropping like flies. I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're just releasing them because, I mean, some of them, some of the people either one wanted to get out of their contracts and they were being held there for no, you know, for being stuck. They were stuck there. So I was like, okay, well, good for some of the people that was on that list because they didn't obviously want to be there in the first place. They were just stuck at home or they're just coming to get a paycheck. Then once you start seeing all of the names and you see it's not just wrestlers, it's producers, it's writers, it's more people. This is a money thing, a health thing. It's, 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 it's business. And most of, some of those people will be back, but right now there's no need for them because they don't, they don't need them there. They don't want to get anyone sick. And you need but so many people there to do these live, do these tapings. So some of them, like, like for instance, like Gallows and Andy, they, 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 didn't want, they, they were going to leave regardless, but they just got tricked into doing I another. Mean, they're, they're, they're- they are one though that just resigned for five that's years. Like, last that, year. you just, that, you just, that, that was very. That was, it was a few that was very interesting, but you made a great point when you said that. Ha- really, when I looked at half of the talent, half of the talent that they listed were ones that wanted to go anyway. So it was like well, people at, were getting outraged for no reason. Look at it one step further. A lot of the people that they let go were there for years already. Yes, okay, so yes. so so we're not just talking about. They were able to re- release people like Zack Ryder, who's been there for years Ever. upon years upon years for a very long time, to the point where you have a good amount of currency built up from, or at least you should, from your time there. You meanwhile, you, meanwhile, you can bring in a guy like Timothy Thatcher for NXT. So the point that I'm making is you're still keeping business going. You're just... You, you don't know how much Zack Ryder was making. Zack Ryder was, I, I doubt that Zack Ryder was not making good money. That man was there for, for what, a decade or so? I mean, this man yeah, was making, yeah. this man was making. Like Maria no and Mike, they, they, like how long have they been there? And they haven't been doing much of nothing. They're, they have maybe. They're, they're, but... they're another one. They, they, they got paid like $500,000 a year with their new deal. And they just sat at home and had two kids. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so the point that I'm making right is I'm not trying to go into people's contractual business because that's their business. Right, right, right. You know? mm-hmm. Unless yeah. you post it on social media, then it's everyone's business because that's your decision. You want to post your check. Now we can talk about it. But right. I'm not looking right, right. I'm not looking to do that. All I'm saying is they released people that were there for a while. They didn't just release these new people. You know, right, it, it's right. it's hopefully they can people will be able to land on their feet from the situation. Um, you know, some of those guys. Yeah, but some of those people were being used. I mean, I don't think it was easy for them. You don't just use a No Way Jose and then nothing. I mean, Eric Young, who I watch, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Eric Young. Right, right. So, so I thought that was because he was he he shows up on on uh, main event. I watch everything, so I've seen him there. And it's like it's not like they weren't using some of these people. It's just when it comes down to the to the ladder, when it comes down to the scheme of things and the future of WWE, you know, some of those people are going to be used more for live events than are going to be used for Raw and SmackDown. You know, the uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt and Kurt Hawkins are going to be more on live events. Uh, you're going to see mm-hmm. Eric Young more on live events. Rowan was there on TV, so I mean, you can't. Last but again, mm-hmm. you have a hierarchy. There's just you. It's just it's unfortunate. It's terrible. But I, I don't think there wasn't. Um, I don't think this was done without rhyme or reason. You didn't just. You know, you're not trying to hurt anybody. Nobody wants to release anybody. But it's just no. this is just the way that it is. No way, Jose was just on TV the other day. 
Yeah. So it's like Monday Night Raw. Exactly. He risked it all. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, WWE, they're, you know, they're still profiting. It's like, you still can cut. People don't understand how business works, and it's just, this is just that, so yeah, exposed. That's the annoying part. Yes, that people, is the very annoying people, part. People, yeah, you're just, you're supposed to be this build, so multi-billion dollar company, million dollar company, and you're supposed to keep everybody. That's not how it works. You want to talk about good and bad? Listen, I, I make money at my age for myself, and I can't, I can't help everyone that wants the help for me because when does the help end? How much yep. do you need? And, and I give you this much. Well, what happens when you come into a situation to need this much again? Money interferes with friendship. So it's not, it's not fair to say, oh, well, you have all, you're still profiting, so why would you keep? It's like you don't know the analytics. You don't know the report. At all. You, just have, you just want to keep these people at home and, and paid during a pandemic just because you as a fan like them that's nice but that's not that's not how it works you see the monday night raw you see how they use if it's three hours an hour of it is our video packages you don't yeah. have you, 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 you know what i mean it's just it's not the and you don't have the time to put out certain people there's you know your main events you're now your main okay. event is going to be Yep. Right. So, so main event, the the so which they're still putting out in 205 Live, you're going to use the roster that you couldn't use on Raw and SmackDown, and the roster you have to work with on Raw and SmackDown are what, 10 people, 20 people? So it's like, you can only service, you can, right, so you can only service maybe 40 of your wrestlers? I mean, so, so how are you supposed to budget that unless you do multi-man matches, which you shouldn't be running too many of anyway during right. the condition? So, you know, it's like you give these people the, the pen and it's going to run out of ink quick. People want an armchair book. Stop it. It's not. It's a business. This is how business works. AEW has their things, too. So let's stop making it about WWE. Let's talk about business. And it's just the way business works. AEW is going to have to do something, too. If you have a, their roster isn't nearly as big. But if trust me, if it was, they'd be having to do it, too. And if they didn't, they'd see the repercussions of it. So it's this Absolutely. business. I mean, they they have probably the reserve of you know the con the con business to fall back on. You know, you have to do your research before you comment on something. So I did my own personal research on this thing. So you guys make great personal points, but I gotta put out what's been put out there to kind of put out the devil's advocate here. So uh -oh. five hundred million dollars is what the WWE had in a reserve fund, comprised of cash and debt capacity, which was set aside for uncertain times and challenges like this. Uh, this was said on WWE's corporate site as well as uh brandon thurston i would suggest every wrestling fan to if you want to learn more about business the business and the professional wrestling world i would follow brandon thurston he's with wrestling nomics and he has an in-depth uh breakdown of wwe's financial projections this is uh, a completely non-biased uh, approach with but with his project with his projection without releasing uh these talents wwe was on pace to make 121 million dollars in operating income even with the loss of revenue which is still a record value that means that with the loss of revenue from not running live events until the end of 2020 that's without running any live events any raw smackdown uh nxt 
any of the of the live events, they still were on pace to make $121 million without releasing anybody. This is all about the uh, profit margin for the WWE, which is understandable when it comes to a business as large as them. Uh, is uh, They are only saving about uh, 700 grand a month with these cuts. So to kind of put, I just want to put that information out there so you can kind of see it from both ends of the spectrum. You know, I... I Love the approach. There's also the people that feel like these are not necessary cuts. So we got to give every side of the story right here on True Hill, True Hill Heat. But let's m more look at it from a positive side. Who do you think is this is these cuts are going to motivate the, the most out of all the wrestlers that were cut yesterday? And I'll start off with you, Darius. Well, I mean, I can say who I was a fan of out of all. And, and, and listen, I, I thought. I found enjoyment out of most of those wrestlers anyway. I mean, like I said, I was a huge Eric Young fan. I think Eric Young, depending, it's depending on what these guys want to do, you know? Um, Eric Young, I loved Sanity. I thought Sanity was absolutely brilliant. I thought it came at the right time. And, you know, I thought it was unfortunate that it fell off the way it did. But then again, Killian Dane is doing his thing on NXT. Alexander Wolf is part of Imperium, which is tremendous. So it didn't fail in that respect. I just feel bad that, uh, that, uh, Eric Young didn't ever get to go it's higher because I thought yeah. I thought that was a, yeah because I thought that was a tremendous thing for him coming off of the TNA thing where he was the maniac which is the the world class maniac which is I always liked Eric Young but when he became the world class maniac that was when I looked at him and I was like that guy can be a main eventer and absolutely I, and I thought it was unfortunate because I felt like he definitely could have gotten an NXT championship opportunity or something but again there's there's things behind that that affect these things. There's things behind the scenes that caused it. Um, I loved, I really was a big fan of Rowan too. I know a lot of people say what they want and they always compare him to Harper, but I thought Rowan was, I, I really liked him. I know that whole spider thing was different for people, but I liked, I, I started you liking Rowan. Spider? Huh? You liked the spider? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. That's not his fault, well, though. Don't, don't you put words think in the mouth now. Okay, okay, I, okay, we're on the same page. No. Okay, that was the only I, downfall of that whole thing. But go ahead, go ahead. So I'm sorry. No, but I like, I like, I like, I liked Rowan the Destroyer. I liked when Rowan was coming out right. and beating people within a few minutes. I, I think that the guy uses his size well, and I feel like I've, he's improved so much in front of our eyes from the Wyatt family and yes. kind of being kind of being behind and all that because you had Bray and you had Luke, and then it was there was Eric, you know, but. Eric, I think, started to come into his own when he started to do those masks. When he started to do those vignettes uh, with the um, with the mask, and uh, and it was like half it was half a sheep, and then it was half like a uh, 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 gas mask. He started to explain his character a lot more. I thought Rowan was putting himself together. I, I like to see when wrestlers are growing over time. I like to see someone. Um, maturing and i felt like rowan really matured and i was saying that his matches with alistair black his last two matches with alistair i thought were some of alistair's best matches in wwe and you can say oh well alistair's really good it's like yeah but alistair's wrestling everyone right now and rowan stood out he the, the match the intensity i really believe like rowan could win which is the job of the match and you know i, I enjoyed his run i thought rowan was really going somewhere i felt like there was something for him but you know, but at the end of the day, it happens. I think the spider thing didn't help. But again, none of this helps. Um, uh, yeah, Rowan's Eric Young, um, 
uh, on that list. I mean, Drake Maverick, I thought. But again, then now he's in the Cruiserweight tournament. So it's kind of like, you know, they're filming that live. So it's kind of like, I think everyone needs yeah. to just relax before you jump. Because next thing you know, he's terminated and then he's in the Cruiserweight interim tournament. So I, yeah, maybe some, like, maybe some of these Alexander people, not get a contract off of improv reaction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so it's not over. Saying, like, yeah, it, it's nowhere near over. These are right. temporary decisions. <laughs> right. I know people at my, at my, at, at, in offices I worked at that were furloughed and then brought back a week later to do this job or that job. And, you know, well, you know, this is going to get paid to you under the table or personally I'll pay. So just because you were furloughed doesn't mean that you're completely hopeless. And I think that's a lesson a lot of people need to understand. I think everyone's go so many people are going through this and if you just sit back and let yourself be defeated then you will be defeated. but if you keep yourself keep your eyes open and your ears open there may be an opportunity for you uh it's somewhere i'm just saying i mean I, there are people there's uh, a girl i know that's you know delivering uh you know pretty much like uh, uber shopping you're, you're picking up food for people and you make side a yeah you're right well, but right you Okay, exactly. So, yeah, so Uber Eats, but to an even greater degree. I'm talking about going to like the, the shop rights or going to the Wegmans and completing oh, full Instacart. orders. Instacart. And, and, and Darius, really quick, like, and this is for people just to educate minds because I think a lot of people really need to get educated on this part that's called furlough. Can you help us educate people what furlough <laughs> means? Because a lot of people don't understand this terminology. Can you help no. the people that is going to be viewing this break down what furlough means and not being fired correct right so furlough is basically another way for for using the word delayment it's basically putting your job on, on delay hold? on oh, hold yeah. yes it's like being on hold with someone and you just you, yes it you just waiting you know if someone puts you on hold 10 minutes <laughs> 20 minutes however long it is you know i mean if someone puts me on hold 10 minutes i'm out but still you know what i'm saying but that's it's an unpaid leave. It's an unpaid right. leave. That's what I'm saying, right? And that's and that's what people don't people don't don't understand. It's not um, it's not uh, permanent. The, the very definition of furlough is not being permanent. It's temporary. Uh, we don't know how long that's going to be. Um, you know, you you know, you're relieved. You're released of this contract at this time because this contract says X, and we might have to rewrite write a new one, or we might have right. to improvise or improve upon the one that you already had, but are you, are you not working? Correct. But are you 110% out of a job for the rest of your days? No. no. And I, think people, I think people really need to, uh, to understand uh, yes. what this means. This does not mean you're gone forever. Some of these wrestlers won't return. Okay. That's just the reality of it. But there you, there you go. Right, but there are some people that will, and I don't, and yeah. I don't want to see people act all surprised if they see these guys come back. You see, like a <laughs> you see Gallows and Anderson come back, they'll sit there and say, "Oh, you know." So, <laughs> at the end of the day, there's only certain people that you need for certain positions at this time, and that's just the way that it is. It's unfortunate. There's a lot of travel that comes into this. So, where are people living? You know, where are you at? Can we bring you in regularly to do these events? Which a lot of people also aren't thinking about. I think you just, yeah. people are assuming everyone lives in Florida, which is not the case. <laughs> it's, it's not the case. And, and thank you for 
for the for the easy segue, because that brings us to our other news from WWE this week that they were deemed essential media in Florida. So Florida had a stay-at-home order that they thought would affect the WWE, but it was announced uh, this past week. I think it was on Tuesday. Orange County uh, Mayor uh, deemed uh, them an essential business. He confirmed this during a press conference, and it was actually on Monday. The memo mm. issued by uh, State Coordinating Officer James Moskowitz uh, states that, number three, this is uh, note number three from this uh, addendum: employees of a professional sports and media production with a national audience including any athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, and any others necessary to facilitate, including services supporting such uh, production, only if the location is closed to the general public. This edict comes off of the heels of the reveal that on-screen talent and uh, a commentator and a wrestler have both tested positive for COVID-19. So. What are your guys' thoughts on the decision to deem the WWE as an essential business, even with the news that someone has tested positive for COVID-19? I'll take you to Chrissy Love first. You're, you're in the school, so what would happen in your school if someone tested positive for COVID-19? Would it still be essential to come into the school? No, we'd have to shut down. However, my man Vince made some phone calls, as we've seen on Dark Side of the Ring. He knows people. <laughs> very high places. And my man called. He called some people and he was like, listen, I don't know what y'all got going, but these people here are essential and I need my shit to keep going. So with that said, I don't know how much money I need to pay you, but I need this shit to keep going. Oh, we and got that. Is- we got that. I, I, before okay. we, we uh, before we, I'll let you continue, Chrissy, and then we'll Where take you to Darius. Take that we'll, we'll take, take it. We'll take it to. Going. We'll take it to Darius next. <laughs> but this was also revealed after this whole report came out that on Sunday, Linda McMahon uh, uh, basically offered eighteen point five million dollars to the state of Florida for the super PAC for the Trump campaign to reelect Donald Trump in twenty twenty. He know they know that's their friend. I knew he. I knew. I knew it. We need that five hundred million for motherfucking wrestlers. We need that shit for political correctness. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen though. You know what it is though. I think that's the safest move to make anyway, because Donald doesn't have any competition anyway. So at the at the end of the day, yeah, all right. You don't. You don't. You gotta. You don't want to hear it. Biden is not winning. You gotta accept it. Right, you're not, listen, this is just like, I was tweeting about the challenge before because I watched that, and it's like, listen, you make, sometimes you make decisions because it's a not, it's a non-risk factor. Sometimes you make a decision because you're not going to be as negatively impacted by it. And honestly, supporting Trump at this point, they've already established that they've had this uh, relationship with him. He was there at WrestleMania 23, all right? So we, 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 and he took the stunner, you know, Stone Cold stunner. So let's be honest with ourselves, okay? That these relationships, he was there. Uh, uh, it was a WrestleMania seven. Uh, so let's be let's be honest with ourselves here. Business is yeah. business. Money, money is money, and it's got to move. And at the end of the day, the money they would lose for not running these shows through Fox, through USA, who pays them an exorbitant amount of money to fill that time, three hours in a prime time spot on Monday television. Okay, the longest weekly episodic. It's not a joke. A lot of people want to put down WWE. Listen, it is what it is. You want to hate them, hate them. But the facts are the facts. The money that they would lose for cutting down a SmackDown, Raw, and NXT, and all the pay-per-views and the storylines from Fox 
and USA alone, the, it's just not worth it for them to do that. If you don't have to lose money, you don't. And I don't know why that's such a hard concept. So people <laughs> understand, you know why people don't have money like that. And that's, that's and they don't, have to, they don't have to risk anything like that. I have to risk at my age. I'm not even, I'm, this is my 30th year on this life, on this, on this, on this earth. And the amount of the, the money that I've had, that I've been fortunate enough to make and the decisions I've had to make because of that money are not always easy decisions. They're painful sometimes because it's a lot. Uh, and you would you want to say to yourself, oh, well, I can, if I give you this, it, but it's giving and, and the way the direction of money and the direction of life, it's not easy. And people don't understand that. People don't realize there's a greater demand from you when you have money. And mm-hmm. uh, it, you can't blame Vince McMahon for saving money in a safe. You can't save him for having a contingency plan or you can't blame him. It's, it's not it's not all pretty. It's some of it's dirty and some of it is rough. But that is the million billion dollar game. That's how the rich stay rich. Just saying. Especially during times like this that are right now, times like this where you can't even, you don't know what's going to happen next month, the month after. Everyone's like, oh, we're talking about projections. What projections? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, you don't still know. And then you know to point out something that you're talking about too. And you got, yo, this is a part I'm talking about with these stupid wrestling fans. They're like, oh, AEW, New Japan, NWA, TNA about to be lit. No, they're not. They're not profiting during this pandemic, you idiots. Like, they're not making money during this situation because they're not even running shows. So where are they going to get the money to throw out for the contracts that these guys are going to cost? These guys have value. They're not going to take bottom dollar to work. And then Japan, exactly. And in Japan, they already there's already a consensus that you're going to stop running shows. You're going to do this and that. Okay, so you know, you know, the commitment isn't the same over in Japan as it is in a syndicated television market that is in the United States of America, the number one force in the world. It's just not the same. And when you don't know what's going to happen, you are going to protect your money. You are going to hug your money a little bit closer, and you're still putting on a show. To entertain people. I think people are forgetting that, too. WWE is doing a strong job at trying to prov- pro- provide entertainment. And, and not for nothing, the, cro- the product is enjoyable. We've seen more, uh, for example, we see the amount of black talent that we had on Monday Night Raw. We have Apollo Crews going 30 minutes with Aleister Black, which we would not have gotten if this and situation... All right, now, the match would have ended in four minutes. And that's just the way that it is. Instead, no, we got. Please, don't do that. Okay, please. And I'm a because I'm a businessman with a smile on today. Please. All right. Yeah, would, how about this? How about this, Chrissy? They would have got five minutes. Okay. We would have. <laughs> Let's stop that it. That includes the entrances. That includes the entrances. Black I don't want to hear it. That includes the entrances. But but uh no but in all seriousness like we're getting. Good product. We're getting now Bianca on Raw, okay, which we may or may not have gotten. We're getting, uh, I call them grade A, uh, which is Andrade, um, uh, Austin Theory, who's benefiting tremendously from this situation. Yes, yes. Uh, and and Sorry, Angel Garza. To really, to, really, to really quick, really quick. So to the people that says when Bianca got to Monday Night Raw, instead of saving her job, they said RIP Bianca Belair. What do you say to dumb shit like that? This is what I mean. It's like you can't win 
with these people. WWE is trying to build new talent. They're trying to build new talent in the limited TV time that they have. And the first thing people have to say is, oh, this person's career is dead and buried. Meanwhile, Bianca has a job and others don't. But it's like, it's like, I, I just, I, I, it just, it, it, it's incredible. It's to see, it's amazing to see some of these people on Twitter trying to play Superman again. The, the heroes trying to come out and say all these things about WWE and all the bad things, this and that, and everybody's bad. But, you know, and it's like, well, you're the, also the same one trying to say, hey, we're all in this together. Guys, we all have to believe in this. There's hope. There's unity. And then the first moment that someone's trying to do something, you're cutting them down. And it's like, it's not easy to be WWE. It's not easy to be AEW. Trying to provide entertainment during this time. But, mm-hmm. but, they, but they are. And WWE is. And guess what? Again, you can't have a roster with all those people without generating from them what you need from them. You can't get $150,000 or however much out of Zack Ryder if you can't use him for live events and you can't use, I, I mean, I just, I, 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 you have just delivered a taste of what I've been indulging and been having to bear with for 70 episodes. These, I'm telling you, and it's like, these fans make me sick, sick. Like and it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's cool that Zach Ryder, but, and I, yeah, we no. all, I get it, but, Open your eyes. Open your eyes. That's all. Thank you. I'll, I'll take it to, to Top Guy JJ when I ask about this, but I'll ask Chrissy Love first. Chrissy hmm. Love, uh, between the Dark Side of the Ring episode, between WWE being deemed essential, between all these cuts, is this the week that Businessman has confirmed himself as the GOAT? The GOAT human, the GOAT businessman. Like, he is like, I'm, I'm sorry, like, like his his reach, the we've we've been living through forty years of him being this like this giant, this monster when it comes to business. Like he can he can cover up murders. He can he can become essential when no one else is essential. He becomes a part of the list of people that are helping out with the United States economy. Like like is this is he like the gold businessman after this week? Chrissy Love, you can answer this first. He definitely is. Um, I don't know. There's this meme of the Tiger King, and one of, when one of his employees got her arm cut off, and he had the the um, bit off. Excuse me, it got bit off, and he had the EMT's jacket on. Like his his drip still is over everyone else. He will still come out on top regardless if it's an epidemic or not. He's essential. He had to make some phone calls. And that's what damn hell happened. We will keep this shit rolling. And don't give a fuck what the state of Florida is saying. I need to make my workers work, and I need this money to still keep rolling in. Even if I only have 10 people working. People wish they could be like that. People wish yep. that they could. Everyone wants to be in the limousine, and it's a quote that I, that I heard. You know, everyone wants to be in the limousine, but then when you see a limo roll by, you're throwing eggs at it. <laughs> Funny how that that's works. Real, that's real talk. If you saw a limo in your life and didn't want to be in it, you're lying to yourself. But you know what though? Part of you in the back of your head, part of you in the back of your head, you want to see that person in the limo and could just so that you could be mad. That's what it is. I saw that when I was young. You know what I mean? I grew up in a in my my family, you know, it was a middle, it was a middle family. You know what I mean? We you, you it was it was a middle income family, but my mother always did the best with what she had. 
and made, you know, made, uh, you know, five out of 10 look seven out of 10, made six out of 10 look eight out of 10. She was always able to do that. And that's what raised me to always want to build the things that I have. You can make what you have better. You can make the best of your situation and put yourself in the upper crust of life if you choose to live that way. But again, mm -hmm. there are decisions that you must make. It's not easy. And that's why they're in their position. And p these people are in their position, sitting in a chair, typing up angry responses. It's not <laughs> funny. It's not. Twitter it's, it's fingers. Twitter all right now. All right now. Breaking your keyboard. Your, your, your W button doesn't work because you're typing it so much. You know what I mean? It's, stop it. Stop but it. Bank, but the bank account ain't moving because your bank account ain't shit. Right, because you don't understand the aspects of business. Like I said, I'm not saying that this is a great decision. I'm not sitting there saying, uh, uh, you know, Vince is the best for releasing people. That's not what this is about. But at the end of the day, you have to be ahead in times you don't know what is next. You don't know what's coming. And Vince has made it very clear that the WWE is bigger than one person at this point. It's bigger than, than just him. And it's, put, it's keeping the ship together. Planned. We don't know what was told. We don't. We haven't even had the live events thing confirmed or not. But we can kind of base on logic that that's what it is. So you have to let things play out. We weren't in those meetings where Vince had to face the numbers and say, "Oh man, this risk." And Darius, we also got to know, like for example, Major League Baseball is supposed to be in week three of their season right now. Major League Baseball is not playing any games, and they're paying no players. None whatsoever. All right. All right. They're paying now. No one. They're trying to figure Zero. out a way to get on the field. They're trying to figure out a way to get on the mound to get their players paid, and they're not catching no flack. No. But WWE releases 35, 40 people. Holy shit. They're the worst company on God's green earth. They're the fucking devils of the world. Baseball yep. has paid for 2,500 employees. Well, yeah. well, we can always we can always count on wrestling fans to blow things out of proportion, but uh, job guy did. This yes, shit is like do. a fucking atomic bomb. These fucking fans well, they, are trying to drop. They, they <laughs> always, they always do that. But top guy JJ, uh, what was your thoughts on the dark side of the ring episode, Jimmy Snooker? Um, it, honestly, it made me like. I mean, and, and I had a real question about this because I try to actually not dive into the internet to get an answer for because I really because I know you're like the fucking encyclopedia of wrestling. <laughs> um, is Jimmy Superfly Sucker in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes. But he's been, he's been, after this came out, they removed him from the, the, the Hall of Fame. Like, Lie. similar to what they, did, what they did with Hulk Hogan. The removal needs to be forever permanent. Because I'm just saying, it's like on the thought process of me being as a wrestling fan, because I didn't really know, the, I didn't know the whole Jimmy Superfly Snooker. And as hard as I have been on the whole Chris Benoit saga, he is one of the greatest wrestlers in the entire world at what he did. And he was one of the best map, mag map magicians in the world. And I literally have been on the forefront to say he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because of what he did. You can't acknowledge somebody's career based on what the fact of what they did. The fact that Jimmy Superfly Snooker murdered somebody, mm. you cannot get acknowledged professionally for something that heinous you did personally. Like, you can't reap the rewards for something that you did at your job when you did one of the most disgusting things ever by taking a life. 
Like you cannot do that and then get rewarded for it by the masses. And that's something. And I just really wanted to understand that if he was actually in it, because he needs to never be a part of that situation. He he needs to never be a part of that fame again, because he. I didn't know about this man and I didn't know about him. I just only know about him as a six year old kid growing up, hearing about him jumping off the cage at Madison Square Garden or wherever the fuck he jumped it off at. I didn't really know much about his backstory until I watched The Dark Side of the Ring. And just the fact that I took that story of what he did in the ring and didn't hear about what he did outside of it. It really just said, I, I like, I don't ever, I don't ever want to really, besides this episode here, really talk about this man again, because this shit is disgusting. Like, it is disgusting to really, like, take some, like, you can't, like, first of all, that wasn't really even his wife. That wasn't even somebody that he really devoted his life to. He just took somebody's life, and I don't care if it's, like, that, that shit, he fucking, he, he did it. And, and the fact that it was done, and, and, and. He continued his career for a number of years, a number of years, had more moments of this. He even had main event. He, had, he even had high profile matches at WrestleMania after this. It just disgusted me. And I just like, you know, as people that, you know, you make mistakes in life. Yes. But taking mm-hmm. somebody's life, that's beyond the breaking point. Like, yeah, that's beyond the point of redemption for yourself. Like, if you take drugs and you recover. All right. That's a story. You drink and you take and you come back. That's a story. You make mistakes in life. That's one thing. But taking a life, no, that's unforgivable. I'm sorry. That is really unforgivable. Your your thoughts, Darius, on the Dark Side of the Ring episode? Anything new that you found out personally? I I first first off, I love Dark Side of the Ring. I am. That's my mind. That's where my mind goes. Um, I love. All aspects of the business, and there are some really filthy and disgusting aspects of this business um, that people don't know about, and people wish they knew about, and they don't. Um, I, to me, the biggest thing that I was getting out of all this is the lifestyle and the acceptability of the lifestyle, which is why so many wrestlers from that time are dead. Um, because you had the cocaine usage, heroin, this and that. These some of the best wrestlers this business has ever seen. We lost. You know, because of was made okay during that time. Because wrestling is just look at what we're doing to ourselves. Our bodies running five, six shows. They were they were wrestling a lot more back then. They were wrestling five, six times. I was just talking about the Ric Flair Ultimate Collection, and Ric Flair to me is the greatest wrestler of all time, bar none. Because this man went out there six days out of the week. He's my biggest emulator, really. Six days out of the week, seven days out of the week, wrestling 45, 60-minute matches. These guys today couldn't do that. You know what I mean? You know, without getting injured, without getting hurt, Ric Flair didn't have to take those type of sabbaticals for his body. I mean, and this man was in a plane crash in 1975 that should have taken him. So it's like, so you have to think the things that these wrestlers need to go through this every day, it's tough. It's the cocaine usage, the extreme cocaine usage that Smoker was doing. These, these things alter your mind, make you, you start doing things. I mean, it, a lot of, I'm not going to lie to you, a lot of that episode did not make sense to me. I thought a lot of things were, that were happening that I was like, huh. And a lot of things didn't happen that I was like, huh. And it's on more than just Vince. You know what I mean? It's on the fam. It's a lot of things. I don't want to get too much into it because it's, you know, because it's just so many different things and 
it's like I, I want to, but I don't. If you get what I'm saying, it's just like how an autopsy thirty years later. You know, yo, I'm just. That you know what I mean. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, okay, the obvious thing is, all right, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, you know, went into the board meeting and paid. And it's like, look, man, it's 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 oh, it's just it's just so bad. But it's like the business. Snooker was uh, was it, on the top of the marquee. He was the guy in in the early '80s. Again, with Don Morocco in the cage match. So Vince McMahon, as a businessman. In, in a situation that was so gray, it was so gray, it wasn't like, okay, it wasn't like Benoit, where it was very clear that yeah. this man did this, okay? It's very clear. And I'm not saying it wasn't clear that Snooker did it, but there was a lapse in time. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we, 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 did say, we can say the proof shows that he did it, but we don't know what he did. Like, that, you're absolutely right. 30 years later, we don't know yeah. what actually he did to kill her. Like, that was never... And now, they're, never and now, they're, both, and now they're both dead. Now they're both deceased. So now we have... There's no yeah. way that we'll, we'll never get everything that was supposed to be gotten. There was... Listen, you want the truth of it? You want the real truth? There's blame to go around a lot of places. Okay, and and, and I, I hope ultimately that women watch this and pick something up from this because if you're in a situation where you are in danger or you are in peril, you need to find a. Um, it's not. I'm not saying it's easy, but you gotta. You got. You can't make excuses for it. Get out because she made the call to the sister. Told her what I need to get out of here, and then the next day said everything's okay. That's okay, part yeah. of the problem. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. You need to. I know it's not easy. I understand that you're concerned about all these other things, but your life has to first. You must value yourself at that level, and you know she needed to. The value needed to be within her, the family. Who knows what extents could have been gone to or not have gone to? Because at one point. Uh, an older sister just was like, you know, we just want to be done with it. And it's kind of like, you can't ever be done with the death of your sibling. I, I don't know, man. I, I, to me, there were, there were just a few things that just turned me, my head, I was like really kind of wondering some things. I'm a little confused about some things. And, but, and if that's how they want to be, that's how they want it to be. I want to tap Not into that real thing. quick. I want to tap into that real quick because I think what you're saying is, is dead spot on. And what I love in the year 2020 is that the, the, the involvement and the independence of women have become so strong that this isn't seen to be a situation that is going to grow over the course of time like this. If you think back in the 1980s and the 90s, bro, there really wasn't a, a, a big window for women to get out of these situations and then the level of equality was not as strong as it is in this day and age. Correct. So I, think Correct. The, I think the involvement of how women have developed their independence and their minds and their strength is going to really, really catch on to these lifestyles a lot faster than it would have been in 1980. So yeah. I, I just think, I just think <laughs> the involvement has a lot to do with women getting out of these situations now than it was then. Correct. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying it was easy. I'm not trying to, I'm not sitting here saying that 
All she had to do was turn over another leaf and she would have been out in the forest, out of the forest. All I'm saying is if you were in at any point in the world in your life, you know, she knew she was in trouble, but she cared for this man enough to kind of let that go aside, you know, and, and, and she made that decision. And, and I'm not, again, it's not pointing blame. It's not about blaming. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault because, you know, it's obvious that there was wrong done uh, on Snooker's behalf. We're talking about crap, pulling her by the hair. Listen, that, that all that stuff doesn't exist in my book. If I'm going to, you know, if I, and I'm, I'm in a relationship with you, I couldn't imagine any of that happening. You know what I'm saying? But I also wasn't Jimmy Snooker in, in, in 1983, in 1985. And, and what I'm saying is there were, a lot of, there were a lot of things. There was a bigger issue than just Snooker and Nancy is really what my statement is on this. There's a huge statement on the way people were living. It's a major yeah. statement on totally. the inequality between men and women. This situation would not happen the way that it did then today. It wouldn't happen. Hell no. Thanks. Hell, Hell no. no. So, so I will segue into our next topic. Our next topic has to do it's something a little bit light. We 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 went through all the heavy stuff about WWE, about Vince McMahon, about Dark Side of the Ring. So we gotta go to a lighter note. And you know, we'll start off with Chrissy Love because she looks very excited to talk about this. This is where we talk about the hashtag kayfabe killer, our Lord and Savior, UFC Hall of Famer. Oh, I'm gonna eat a the chicken. baddest woman on the planet rowdy ronda rousey yes Darius, <laughs> do not let them do this to you sir it does not no you can't do that this you is got Joe Pennsylvania. stop <laughs> they got joe jet to come back you're welcome say thank you you got Joe Jett to perform at WrestleMania. Stop it. WrestleMania 35. Go ahead, girl. Once again, she has made quite the stir this past week. So she did an interview on Wild Ride with Steve-O in which she was asked about her decision to leave WWE. And she responded with, I, and I quote, what I'm, a, what I'm doing, doing it for... If I'm not able uh, to spend my time and energy on my family, but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate her. She also went on to call WWE matches fake fights. And she would, she would, she would never return full-time to the company. This caused fans and wrestlers such as uh, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, Lana to respond, which, of course, led to another response from Rousey, which she said, and I quote, Anyone who is outraged by me calling pro wrestling fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight. While you all are tippy-toeing around bruising, uh, around bruising some pro wrestlers' huge, soft egos, no one is thinking about all the real fighters you're insulting when pretending pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism. Yes, I understand wrestling 300 days a year for years on end is incredibly tough on the body and a difficult profession, but do you want, uh, do you want to know what would happen if you got into 300 real fights in a year? You would be dead. <laughs> she then sent another tweet beating up a Hulk Hogan buddy and quoting an infamous tweet from 2011 from the holster. Hulk 
Mark Henry, Iron Sheik, among other wrestling legends, have all come out, including CM Punk on WWE backstage, come out in support of Rousey following this. So I'll start off with Miss Chrissy Love, the biggest Ronda Rousey fan in the world. What are your initial thoughts on hearing these comments and the, and the response from the wrestling social media world as well as wrestlers? to Ronda Rousey's comments. I'm going to correct you because that is not true. Those are false statements that you just made. I am not a fan of hers. Never was, never will, never have been. So you can have that, sir. Um, this is the same person that said this was their childhood dream to be a part of this business and to do this and do that, but yet you talk crap about it. Like, I can't take, like, I can't take her serious. And you want me to be a fan of hers? Like, why would I? She's always downgrading and k-saving or whatever you want to call it. Like, She's never going to be cool with the product because she always got to bring out like her her side of the business and, and this and this and that. I I don't even know why you even tolerate her and entertain her foolishness for in the first place. Like she is just so annoying to me. Like I I've never was a fan of her coming to the business from when she was at the Royal Rumble because I feel like she took the shine off other people. I never was a fan. Never will be. Never never have been. Sorry, not sorry. Don't give a crap about her. Absolutely, it's Ronda Rousey. You know who I'm talking about. Yup. <laughs> yup. Mm. You really know. Tell how you really feel, boo boo. Mm. Tell how you really feel. Mm. Darius, your, th your thoughts on uh, Ronda Rousey's comments and the response from the wrestling world. <laughs> uh, whew. So, that's a lot to unpack. It is. Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me do this here, because I'm, like I said, I just tell her how it is, man. I... I loved Ronda Rousey. I thought she was. I thought she was great. I thought that she worked. She she gave some people some of the best matches of their life. Um, uh, um, like three, like um, the Bella Twins one. Yep. Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella at Evolution. That's I can agree on with you. You know, with that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, I, and I, listen. And let's let me make something very clear. Is I, I totally understand where people are coming from, and I and I'm not saying I'm fully in support of Ronda. All I'm saying is I'm looking at the body of work and what she did for someone who came from her area. She didn't have to do what she did, and she did it. She had, again, she didn't phone it in. She didn't come in, and like a lot of some of these celebrities come in, they want their moment at the expense of wrestling. She didn't make a mockery of pro wrestling. In fact, I think she made it a lot more legitimate for a while. So for that, I'm grateful for her. So okay, when fine. I think when I see, and I understand, again, I understand, and, and we all have the right to disagree. I'm just saying how I feel, and, that, and, and it is what it is. And I, I'm somebody that will live and die by pro wrestling. You know what I mean? I, I love the great sport of professional wrestling. I say protect this sport with my life. And, it may, and some people may be like, well, how can you protect the sport if you're uh, saying that Ronda's not all bad? And my whole thing was I think Ronda contributed to the sport. That's why I say that. I, th I think that she did a great business with Nikki Bella. She gave N Nia Jax the best matches of her life. So I think, it's, I think it was funny that Nia Jax jumped to attack her when Nia <laughs> was with Nikki Bella. I mean, I'm sorry, with, um, with, uh, with Ronda Rousey. Her best match, the best matches I've ever seen Nia Jax have in her entire career, bar none, were with Ronda Rousey. So, Let's be real. As soon as Nia responded, I was like, "Oh, Nia wants to have another great match." That's right. <laughs> that's, so that's why. So that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this because this this could be this right. This could be leading to something. It's obvious that Shayna, there's a change in Shayna Baszler because now all of a sudden 
Shayna is winning matches by uh, by forfeiture. You know, we, we didn't see Akira Fuda Clutch tap out. We saw her stop the woman's arm in and walk away, clearly playing this into the character. So how much of this is is a straight shoot and how much of this is 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 kind of a work and then people want to say oh well you wouldn't put down the sport of wrestling if it's a shoot and i get that but the whole thing is you want attention and if if vince is willing to if vince is willing to have the sanctity of pro wrestling attacked to have it actually helped that's the sick that's the business mentality of it all to make it look one way and then in the end bring it all back we don't know how this is going to go you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that Ronda Rousey is 100% justified in her comments because I, I, I would never want wrestling. I, I wouldn't want that said about it. But when she's talking about what she said wasn't in, in, in certain places wasn't entirely wrong. I mean, in, in terms of she paid her respect to wrestling, saying that, you know, you're 300 days and that's not easy. But if, if the fights were real, we would be dead. So I think that we do have to kind of as wrestlers, we all have to understand what we're in. We have to understand what's going on. Um, and uh, and I think Ronda's kind of hurt too. I think a lot of people aren't thinking about that. I think Ronda is not coming from a position of like, I hate wrestling. I think Ronda's coming from a position of I'm hurt. Like I tried to give everything I could to you guys and you guys kind of just ran all over me the entire time, which is true. Uh, there was a Are lot you of mean the fans. Yeah. The fans, yeah. Oh. I think, I think Ronda was run down a lot. I remember Ronda's run being eaten alive and it's like this girl is like going out here with people you know nikki bella and you're making you're doing these matches to nikki bella you don't have to do you're making nikki look legit because we all know if it wasn't in a wrestling ring that ronda rousey would roll nikki up light a fire and and all you'd see is fuck okay that is a fact. I'm sorry. You, you are and, absolutely and, right on that, that part. And if we remember Ronda Rousey's run, she was one of the most popular people in the company until Survivor Series when she went after the whole uh, Becky Lynch got her whole fan base against her online, on social media, attacking her old MMA type of credibility. It was in Ronda's hometown of Los Angeles against Charlotte, not against Becky, that the fans chose Charlotte, who was attacking her and being a heel, doing a heel turn, and the fans booed Ronda out the building, even though Ronda took a beating from, from Charlotte on that night. She was booed out the building by her hometown people. And ever since then, I, I absolutely agree with Daria. She has been hurt by the un, uh, by what she feels is the ungratefulness of professional wrestling. And, and again, you don't have to agree with her. I'm not asking you to agree. And Chrissy, you have the way to feel that you, the right the way you feel. I'm not telling you that my way is right or your way is wrong, girl, by all means. No, I agree with some of the Ronda points you did her. say, though. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like Ronda, dismiss her. We all over here having a conversation. And everyone in the world disagree with me, and I still stand on where I stand. And that's why I am the way I am. Uh, you know, Maybe that's why I'm not signed, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, no, but no, 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 no. You made great points, though. You made absolutely great points on reference. Like, she did make people look good. I am going from the standpoint of her coming to the business. You're coming in saying that you're. this is your childhood dream, like you've always loved this business, and you, you, you are, you're a fan, and then you go, and then you, like, you piss on it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so you believe you believe what Ronda said has damaged wrestling in in some type of way? No, we st I'm still watching regardless. I don't give a but, shit. 
But I feel, I feel, so, so do you think her comment is a, is a work or a shoot or a little bit of both? Because I feel like you, I feel like you're coming from a standpoint of Rhonda is legitimately uh, disgracing wrestling. Whereas me, myself, I, and this is all, this is all opinion based. I feel like it's all a work. I feel like it's a work. And Darius made a good point on his Twitter. I know he doesn't like to always put out his opinion on his Twitter account. He made an excellent point. All of this is honestly helping Shayna Baszler because it's getting yeah. away from the fact that the finish to their match at WrestleMania was a little flat. Yeah, it's bringing the attention right. to Ronda and back to Shayna in the legitimacy of MMA versus wrestling. So. And, and let me and let me say, by the way, again that I thought bell to bell, Shayna and. Becky was the best match of WrestleMania. I love that match. I know that people, the finish wasn't the best, um, and I understand that. I think they, I think it was all about Becky getting the one-year reign, and I also think, personally... Shayna made her look good. Right, and I also think, personally, it's about Shayna with the briefcase, because I think the, uh, yeah. that's, I think that's tremendously terrifying to have that woman, a woman that dangerous, looming over Becky's shoulder. I think that's a tremendous story. They may not go with that story. It could be someone else who wins Money in the Bank, but if Shayna wins Money in the Bank, I understand why that happened the way that it did. Uh, Becky won in a total fluke way um, at WrestleMania. Obviously, is that a counter we've seen Shayna get out of before? Yes. But is that a counter we've seen beat Shayna before? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's Kyrie Sane. So, So Shayna, I think, was so in control of the match. That's how I looked at it because Shayna... That match, again, was my favorite bell-to-bell. I mean, my favorite match of the show, we're talking about cinematics, like, like I love Thornton Edge and all that other stuff, but what I'm talking about is bell-to-bell, here's a pure match. That match was tight. There was no wasted motion. Shayna showed her that she could put her in, a, in, a, in her own <laughs> disarmor and was like, use it as a transition. Like, she slammed her against the... the she, she thought Becky was done. And when she put her in that Kirafuda, she did not in any way see a counter coming. Shayna was arrogant. That's how I saw it. It's not the way. Listen, how else were you going to have Becky go up? You can't. I, I didn't see Becky hitting a finishing move. It wasn't going to happen. I think that gives us hope. She didn't tap out Shayna. She got a big time fluke victory. We have money. We're going right into Money in the Bank, and now Shayna is breaking people's arms uh, for a forfeiture. On purpose. For a fight, for a forfeiture, a forfeiture victory. You know what I'm saying? And this woman just eliminated everyone in the in the elimination chamber by herself, which no one's ever done. So clearly, there's investment in her, including Oscar. By the way, Oscar was one of those people, and Oscar gets protected whether you want to say it or not. She does. So, so it's like people are Oscar's so. Oscar's an investment. She's still a she's still a money person. She's still an investment to them. Of course, Oscar does not lose unless it's necessary or whatever. I mean, that loss to Alexa was just to set up the match. It was, and you didn't have Kyrie there. And it's like, listen, guys, we, we can, if we're going to be honest, we can still count a handful of wrestlers that have beaten Oscar. There have only been a few people that have actually beaten this woman. Okay, we've had Charlotte, we have uh, uh, Carmella, who's who's gotten one. Uh, we have uh, 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 Becky, who's beaten her. Yep. We have, maybe like three or four people. Right. And, uh, and Alexa. So we're going to list them. We still have fingers on both hands remaining. So it's not like it's not like the woman has been all right now. So it's not like she's been buried or anything like that. It's just business. It just is what it is. And uh, I think that Shayna, the potential for Shayna in this is so great. I see her benefiting so much already that there's definitely some type of collusion. And I think 
it's almost, I think it's brave to, uh, in a way, to go that route, to, to almost let wrestling get attacked to promote these people who are coming from MMA, these type of legitimate backgrounds. It does add to a story. And I think that there's power in that. I think there's power in letting wrestling get attacked for the sanctity of these people, which can grow into another story. Because let's be honest, if you did come from an MMA background or something like that, you are going to say something. You can say something because it's two different professions and you're blending it into one. So it's like, I, I, I get it. I think there is a payoff to this. I don't think that this is just, this was just done just to be done. Um, you know, and that's just the way I feel. I think Rhonda, I think Rhonda said what she said. I think it was, it was rough, but the woman was definitely hurt, man. And she did do a lot of stuff she didn't have to do. You know, if you want to look at it from the shoot side, okay, well, guess what? She might have a point because that woman took a serious beating from Charlotte uh, with a Singapore cane, a professional wrestler that she didn't have to wrestle with. She could have just went in there and, and killed her if she wanted to. She <laughs> come on, man. She could have been like, hey, Vince. Uh, yeah, man. I, I'm not, I can't do this. You know, on bar. You know, I mean, we don't know. But all I'm saying is, she did not have to work a full-time schedule to begin with. And even Chrissy Love, who, you know, we tease that she's the number one fan, but she is. She does not like Ronda Rousey. She is a not Ronda Rousey hater, self-proclaimed. But even she has admitted that without Ronda Rousey, women don't make it to the main event of WrestleMania. So even the person that is the most anti-Ronda anti, uh, Rousey will have to admit that fact. So we got to move on you, to... You have to admit, I, I do give credit and give where it is you due. You so do. You do. Don't, don't, don't do... I, she might be no. a shithead, but, you know, still nevertheless. No, 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 no you're not... I'll say, it, I'll say it right now. I'll co-sign it. You're far from the enemy. You're totally justified. I, I get it because part of me, part of me is like, eh, too. Trust me. Every professional wrestler, there's got to be a part of you that's like, ugh. You can't just... You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. But... I also look at the business aspect. I noticed the immediate adjustment to Shayna Baszler. And I'm just one of those people that I always test the water before I jump in. I don't just go into a pool. I always put my foot in a little bit. In the way, and when I put my foot in, Lord will tell you, I put my foot in. And I was like, all right, I, all right, I think we have something cooking in the kitchen. And I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that. I, we got They jumped right into Money in the Bank and right into Shayna. So... Who knows? Let's let things play out before we uh, uh, fall uh, victim to what they want us to fall victim to. We're, uh, we're very quick to do that as professional wrestling fans, that's for sure. Week 27, Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, they wrapped up last night. Uh, AEW Dynamite and NXT. The ratings just came out. NXT for the second week in a row in 2020 has defeated AEW Dynamite. They uh, did 692,000 viewers last night, while AEW Dynamite did 683,000. Uh, AEW Dynamite did win in the 18-49 demo, 0.25 to 0.27. Uh, NXT had the debut of Karen Cross. The, the artist formerly known as Killer Cross uh, debuts attacking Tommaso Ciampa to end the show. We also had the debut of Timothy Thatcher, as Darius said earlier, teaming with Matt Riddle to defeat the Undisputed Era to defend the NXT Tag Team titles for the Broser Weights. Uh, we had Balor defeating uh, Fabian Eicher, kind of continuing the Walter and Finn Balor feud, but Finn Balor will meet uh, Velveteen Dream next week on NXT. And we had Tazawa defeating uh, Swerve. That should be good. 
For sure. In the first match of the Cruiserweight title tournament, AEW Dynamite had Moxley versus Hager. A uh, very long 30-minute main event for the uh, for the AEW world title, uh, Moxley defeating Hager. We had Archer beating uh, Cabana to move on in the TNT title tournament as well. So, Top Guy JJ, we'll start off with you. What do you think was the better show last night, AEW or NXT? Uh, it pains to say, but without a shadow of a doubt, I think NXT won this week. Um, NXT, to me, by far, and just off the, the matches, the main events, the build-ups alone, even though I did call out to say Velveteen Dream probably did his worst promo as a professional wrestler on the brand last <laughs> night, that promo was <laughs> god-awful. All I hear is Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. Like, it was, it was awful. It was awful awful i was like oh my god this shit is this shit is garbage but i know where it was heading to and i know he's way better than that you know some everybody has an off week that was an off week but as far as overall um aew as um aew to me just had its weakest main event that it's had since the show has started pretty much like that 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 hager and that was literally Dean Ambrose versus Jack Swagger from SmackDown. Like, it, it just, it just, just, like, <laughs> I mean, why are we having lock hold submissions and leg locks and neck holds? It's a no holds barred match. I, I honestly, me like, myself, I, I, I like that part I, of the match. Beginning I, part I, with them grabbling on the ground, I like that. I, I forgive me a no holds barred match. I mean, in this time, it's like it's they didn't do much to me. It looked like more more. It looked like a no disqualification match, and and that's that's fine. But give me the element if you're gonna pitch to me no holds barred. This is gonna be memorable. This is gonna be something you'll never forget. This is gonna be super hard hitting. You're gonna post that online. But then you're gonna deliver me a wrestling match. You just threw my whole expectation, my whole thought process out the window. So don't sell me something and then deliver me a wrestling match. I, I it just it just it just kind of messed me up there. And obviously Timothy Thatcher and the bro had a, put on a really really good match against the Undisputed Era with the main event of NXT. And then of course the debut of Killer Cross. I don't give a fuck what they call him on NXT, but. <laughs> I'm just it, it just the overall I felt like NXT has finally put together a complete show that was overall better than AEW Dynamite. It's kind of rare to say, but I think that they finally put it together in this week to beat out AEW. Darius, what was your thoughts on the debuts on NXT and Hager versus Moxley on AEW Dynamite? So I have to to be honest with you, I have to watch all of AEW in, in full. I, a lot of times, tend to catch the extended highlights of AEW. I watch NXT live. Same. Um, I, my thing is, and I'm just being honest, I think a lot of people will be like, oh, I watched that. No, I, I, I watch the extended highlights, and I watch the matches from AEW where they get a lot of attention, and I'm like, all right, well, let me see it for myself. So I pick and choose my matches at AEW because I do feel like, unfortunately, a lot of some of the things kind of run together. Um, whereas NXT, I feel like I'm getting my storytelling and everything that I really need. So, and I'm watching a whole bunch of other things. I watch a whole bunch of old school wrestling and stuff. A lot of, like I keep myself up to date with what's going on now, but I watch a lot of AWA and NWA. So I got to fill my time. Um, and it, I think I would, if I had more, if I freed up more time, maybe I'd be watching more of that. Um, 
eight, my, my whole thing is, see, like, I heard about Moxley, and I watched the Moxley and Swagger in a lot of elements, and I was even thrown off by the highlights, as, um, as JJ had said, because it seemed like it was built up as there's going to be this, you know, really super intense match. And then from what I saw, and again, I got to watch the whole thing in full, so I can't judge it. But just from the highlights alone, it just, it didn't, I don't know if the, that match was how they worked it. I don't know if that's what they meant to do. Um, sometimes it just happens where you just don't wrestle the match that you should wrestle. It's not that you're not great wrestlers in your own right. It's just you, if you are in a steel cage match, you don't use the cage to your advantage, then it's not really a steel cage match. Um, but I haven't yeah. seen it, so I'm just kind of talking freely on that. Um, when it comes to NXT, um, I, I, I just love so many things that are going on there. I, I thought it was tremendous to bring in Thatcher. I think it's great that they're putting a, giving a chance to guys like like Indu Share, where you have Malcolm uh, managing them. So, again, these people are benefiting. I, I like what WWE is doing because you're using this time to still build new talent. You could easily be reliant on the old guard and you could be reliant on things of the past or what have you. Instead, they're trying to still build people in an episodic fashion, which to me gets a tremendous amount of credit. You know what I mean? Um, I don't feel like that product is spinning wheels. I feel like NXT is moving forward. Um, and I'm not saying AEW is spinning wheels because, you know, like I said, I, I have to watch it all in full. But from everything I'm getting, it's just I need to be captured. You know what I mean? I need a yeah. story a story to capture me or to, to kind of really reel me in. Um, I don't know. It's just different for me. You know what I mean? Like you have... to give you a, se a segue question, not to interrupt you, but give you a segue question as far as like NXT specific. Uh, what do you think about the cruiserweight title tournament and who do you see coming out of that? I think oh, I love it. I love that they're doing a round robin esque style tournament because you're literally building a division right now. You're giving the cruiserweights time to shine time to, uh, to really get out there and prove yourself. You know, this is it. You know, from 205 Live, here you go. Main primetime NXT USA. Step up. And you're having opportunities to do that. It's not just a one-off tournament. It's a round-robin-based tournament where you're getting to wrestle people within your bracket. It's different. It's unique. It's going to build to the classic uh, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, interim versus real championship, that type of situation, which is great for the Cruiserweight division. I mean, I don't know how you can look at this and, and, and say this is negative for them because, you know, Jordan Devlin, who is a villain, now has a valid complaint to utilize against whoever wins this tournament. Um, I think the tournament 100% is going to Jack Gallagher. I think Jack Gallagher is the guy right now, and I think that his, his the match he had, that match he had uh, with Oni Lorcan on, on 205 Live, if people haven't seen it, it was one of the most physical <laughs> Just brutal matches, and, and people need to check that out. But I think Jack Jack wins it. I think then you have him and Devlin. And, again, it's just putting a great spotlight on the Cruiserweight title. You're using your television time to still build. And I think that's tremendous. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm getting out of NXT. I enjoy the product. I thought Tim Thatcher had a, had a good, a, a really enjoyable showing. Um, he got to defend an NXT tag title in his debut. Um, against like the most established team in NXT, so I, I I think it's I like where they're going. I really like where NXT is heading. AEW, like I said, I just I'm waiting for something to really I don't know to really grab me. 
you know, in that way. And I guess, you know, it's wrestling. And if I had the opportunity, would you wrestle for them? It's like, that would be great. I would love to. But like the way that the business is going, like when I look at the product, I just like the way I like building. I like development. I like storytelling. And, you know, I know AEW does it, you know, and I know that they have theirs, but I don't know. I just need something to grab me. I think Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts was grabbing me, and I enjoyed that. Um, but I don't know. I'm just I just need something different, I guess, you know. And I and that's what I'm waiting for AEW to do. I, like I get I get claimed as an AEW guy all the time to from from our fans, but I can agree with you as far as like. I feel like AEW, and it, it, a lot of it has to do with the pandemic currently, they kind of finished up all their stories that were grabbing people at Revolution. And they haven't been able to kind of build up that momentum to kind of get people back in and grab them with new stories because of this whole pandemic and the kind of the restrictions that they have to deal with. So I 100% agree because NXT, on the other hand, they were building to take over Tampa. So they have all these stories that were gripping people because they were building up that momentum getting into takeover. So it's totally different with the two sides. So I can I totally agree with you. You can kind of see where they have the stories on NXT that are grabbing people more than an AEW right now. I can definitely see that. Uh top top guy JJ, since we got Darius, he's got Jack Gallagher. Who you got in the cruiserweight title tournament? Ah, oh, Jack Gallagher is a really, really good choice. Um, I do, in a sense, I kind of like the direction that they're going with Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a really strong performance yesterday. Um, my heart is kind of swinging towards obviously the story with Drake Maverick, but I can't, I can't, I can't lean in that direction. I'm gonna go with Akira Tozawa. I'm gonna go with Akira Tozawa on this tournament. Chrissy Love? Um, for me, I'm still torn because I was going to go with Drake or Leo, but now I'm not sure what's going to happen since they're not like <laughs> um, supposedly not a part of the break. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but um, either... One of the, uh, the Darius or JJ's decisions wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't be mad at either one of those, to be honest. So I'm just just, just sitting back and gonna watch because, again, my choices are—I don't even know if they're there or not, to be sure. So, girl, pick one. We probably gonna be wrong anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Drake. The sentimental favorite of Jake Maverick. I'm going to go with the guy that I ranted about. I think it was on True Hill. He's uh, 60-something. Kushida! Fucking Kushida! Why the hell did they sign Mike Kushida from New Japan, the greatest junior heavyweight of the last 10 years in New Japan, and they threw him in a fucking bin when when Undisputed Era attacked him backstage. They threw him in a literal bin. <laughs> I call literal burying. Literal, they threw him in a bin. But man, uh, we gotta stop it, man. That dude, Kushida, Kushida wins all the time. Stop it. Right. This guy, this guy lost to he lost to his undefeated streak was ended by Walter in a streak versus streak kind of match in NXT, which was very competitive. And then he lost to Adam Cole, and he lost to uh, Cameron Grimes. All right. Yeah. 
The man's taking, you know what I mean? He's taking three L's. And then if, even when you want to talk about the tag tournament, the Dusty Classic, Alex Shelley took the took the L. So is Kushida is okay. And the thing about this is you can run storylines because, again, if you win between yeah. people in four matches, well, guess what? You get two victories apiece or what have you now, the best of your bracket. And you can have can face off each other with uh with a couple wins apiece. So it's like there's a lot of developing stories. You know that's gonna happen in one of the brackets. There's a lot of ways that it can go. Um again, I mean I think Kushida is probably like the smart man's choice because Kushida is your soup your hero and uh Devlin is your your villain. But I, I you know, I just that Jack Aller, man, it's like this is his time, he's never had it. And it's just the way he reinvented himself. He's just so different. And I would like to see a physical, because uh, you know him and Devlin would be physical. Like, just painful. Someone's getting, someone's, you're, you're going to have to pick up your, your, your soul and your life to get the victory, to walk out of here. The winner, whoever wins that match is really the winner. Um, so but that's, that's my taste is Jack Gallagher. But I totally understand if Kushida got it. Akira Tozawa has been, Secretly, like incredible, uh, and, they, and they're and they're hyping up uh, El Fan, uh, El Hudro, uh, Phantasma. So Phantasma, yeah. who, yeah. who was who was King Cuerno in Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground, absolutely. I loved, I loved King Cuerno so much. I, I loved him taking the trophies from all of his enemies. I loved I loved Queen Cuerno on on Lucha Underground. He was one of his, my favorites. Yeah, his story his storylines were were great. I liked him as a villain. I think when he kind of started to turn a little, I was like, oh, okay, like he's a hunter. Let the guy just be a killer. But um, that's, that's, I think that's the smart, again, smart man's choice, Kushida, just because on paper it just looks great. But for my taste, for, for the old William Regal, Fit Finley, World of Sports style, it's smash mouth. Somebody's, you got to pick up your teeth and carry him out to the win, payer's window, like to the, to the window, uh, the win, uh, Goodness gracious! The other uh, way, <laughs> Mr. No, Carter, Mr. Carter. I'm just saying, just just so you know, um, Mr. SP3 over here has a special hard on for Kushida, so <laughs> you don't have to buffer his feelings and worry about his little his little heart when it comes to Kushida. He actually had the gall to pitch to Chrissy Love that Kushida should have been in the main event against Adam Cole and their <laughs> upcoming pay per view. So yes! he has a hard, has yes! a hard on for Kushida. All right, so, so I'm not mad at Kushida. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm exactly. not. I'm not mad. I, I have SP has taken the blue pill for Kushida. <laughs> look, look, man, look. All I'm gonna say is, I, I'm not mad if you bring him in from Japan. He gets the special entrance every time. He's got some really uh, unique offense. I'm not mad at Kushida at all. All I'm saying is, I like a little physicality, grit, and roughness in my pro wrestling. And Jack Gallagher is grit, baby. That man is just, that man is just, the way we have, this man got a whole chest tattoo, changed the whole situation from the, ups, you know, okay, the European, uh, you know, gentleman, good guy, jumps with the umbrella, yay. He went from all that to just coming out in a, in a, a fur, you know, a fur coat, you know, red for he whips that. 
To me, he shouldn't even be the gentleman. He should not be even known as the gentleman. He's not the gentleman anymore. He should just this be Jack Gallagher now. Yeah. They are just calling him. They are just calling him Jack Gallagher now. I mean, a gentleman is because it's a transition because that's kind of what you do him as. But this man, I mean, it's just different when he's in there, man. And all I'm saying is, is listen, at the end of the day, I'm just happy this tournament is happening no matter who wins or loses. Because everyone's getting opportunity, you know, we're getting, you know, Swerve, Swerve having an opportunity to be on NXT like that. Um, we're going to get to see Elio De Fantasma a debut. We have the, the Dark Horse story in uh, Drake Maverick that's built in already. That's another match that could storyline-wise, you know, do some, do some business. So there's a lot of people in this tournament that are truly interesting prospects. So that's the whole point at the end of the day. We're supposed to be able to ask four people who you want to win and have four different answers. So that's that's where we're at. That's the business I love. That's what I like. And that's why NXT is, is hot for me. That's why NXT is, is, is the brand for me right now. That's me. That's personal taste. You know, but like I said, I still check on all out because you never know who's going to be interested in using you. But all I know is if I were in wrestling and I was on TV, I would want to be in a story. You know, great matches. I, I know I can contribute that. But personally, I want to be in a situation where I can tell a story and I can make myself stand out. And that's what I see with NXT. 100% agree with you there. So we got to move on to our other WWE news. XFL closes down. It files for bankruptcy. It was also revealed in the uh, XFL filing for bankruptcy that although... All the reports from the WWE denied that the WWE had any involvement with the XFL. It was revealed that the WWE was a partial owner for the league uh, that was that was revealed in the paperwork with the bankruptcy uh, filing. Uh, Raw, it was the first night with Drew McIntyre as WWE champion, as um, Darius touched on Selena Vega's associates, as he called the great, you called them great A, right? Grade A, yep. Great, because great A. all their names start with A, you see. <laughs> hey. I, I caught that. I caught that. And in hell, Andrade and Austin definitely took over on Monday Night Raw this week. We also had the Money in the Bank qualifiers with Shayna, Asuka, and Nia Jax qualifying. Uh, more of controversial news, uh, former WWE diva Amy Weber accuses Edge and Randy Orton of bullying during her time with the company. She uh, came out in a YouTube video this week kind of going into more details. She was she already filed a lawsuit against WWE and Randy Orton in the past, but more revealed like a particular story that involved Edge and Randy Orton this week. Uh, WrestleVotes reveals that the backstage morale in WWE is that of uncertainty due to superstars feeling that they should not be there for the uh, live tapings during the week. Los Angeles, the site of WrestleMania 37, considering holding off big gatherings until the mid-2021. So we potentially will not see WrestleMania in April of next year. We... We'll have to find out there. AEW news, Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, this is more bringing to AEW to task, though. Uh, revealed uh, that he had been in quarantine on his own in Florida following showing up for the AEW Dynamite taping a few weeks back. He said that no one pressured him to show up, but he, it was due to his own insecurity with uh, feeling that he would be losing his spot. Tony uh, Tony Khan since then has sent him and JR, among other older of uh, the staff, 
back for WWE for AEW, home to avoid risks. And Jake is uh, back home at DDP, so we're very happy to hear that Jake has not uh, tested positive for any COVID nineteen. So we're very happy that he's fine right now. Impact Wrestling news. Impact Wrestling announces that they will be taping five to seven weeks of content uh, this week, actually, including two Access TV specials for Impact Rebellion. That's going to be on April 21st, as well as the 28th. And ROH News, Brian Danielson is the winner of the Bracket of Honor as ROH's greatest wrestler of all time. So that's a couple of news around the horn with the wrestling. Uh, so we got to wrap things up on this episode. True Hill Heat 70 uh, plugs for our lineup for the YouTube channel. You can check out our last episode, True Hill Heat 69, with our WrestleMania rankings. We worked very hard on that, so definitely check that out. Our new Dark Side of the Ring review for the Jimmy Snuka uh, episode is up on the channel right now. You got new AEW uh, recap. We got uh, Nets XT, Dark, Dark Power, and a new episode of SmackDown with the Lynches coming to the channel uh, tomorrow as well as this weekend. Our WrestleMania viewing party reactions to the bones the barnyard match and the fun fun house match are up on the youtube channel as well in our very special exclusive interview true heels behind behind the ropes with mark adam haggerty is up on the youtube channel right now so definitely check that out darius tell them where you they can find you on social media all the promotions you're working with tell them where they can find you at all right so uh right now i'm working with zero promotions (laughs) no that's not true um, we're still collaborating on some stuff, but um, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, all at the same handle. That's at Mr. Darius Carter, M-R Darius Carter. I really hope you can spell that. Um, <laughs> you know, again, you know what I mean? The I comes before the you, guys. Stop it. Um, but but uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm always posting stuff on there. I'm going to st- be posting right when I get off of here. Um, I also have a Facebook fan page, which is um, at Wrestling's Richest Prize. It's like a little, uh, I don't want to say it's a secret thing because it's got 1,300 plus followers, but it's like you get some exclusive content on there. I put some different posts on there that I don't put everywhere else. Um, but have to join. Yeah, so right. So just just a little bit, and I appreciate that. So just a little bit of something there's to, to show people there's really depth to the well you know what i mean you think that it's you think that it's you reach the bottom and there's just another inch there's another foot so that's what i'm all about so i appreciate anyone that's uh tuning in i appreciate anyone that's following liking i just got over a thousand on instagram and it took me a thousand followers it took me forever to get an instagram i was very like i don't want to do it um i just made it like a year ago if even that um i was like i don't want to I don't want (laughs) to, but it's, you know, it came about time. So, you know, follow me, any of those things. I don't have any merchandise because I'm a classic, Uh, but you can support me by um, liking, retweeting, getting my name out there and suggesting me to places around the world, I guess, and to promoters that have an open mind and aren't so shut off, you know, so that's where I'm at. Speak that truth. Speak that truth, my brother. Uh, Top Guy JJ, Miss Chrissy Love, where can they find you guys at? Well, for Instagram, I'm TrueHill underscore Top Guy JJ, and I just put that following for my man Darius Carter. You know what I mean? I just had to put that in real quick. You know, I'm, I'm listen, man. I just know I just see literally True Hill in the making, and obviously these 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 rivalries is coming. I just can't wait for you to shit on the faces that's 
that's going to be encountering you soon. I can't wait for it. And, and at Facebook, I'm Justin Johnson, but it, it has been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's two ways, man. The pleasure has been, uh, I guess, four ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I love I love just talking and, and just, I, and I like the difference in thoughts and opinions because it brings out that middle ground that's beautiful. So thank you all. You know, thanks for having me. Um, thanks, Chrissy, for for uh, your contribution to the Ronda because that made it fun. <laughs> uh, Always ready to fight for Ronda. <laughs> it, it was great. It was great, JJ. I appreciate you watching. You oh, know? Yeah, she she the queen of getting worked. You know, the queen of getting worked by Ronda. You know, <laughs> you better stop. Leave her alone. But I uh, I appreciate y'all. And then SP three special person cube. You know. Good to see you too, man. <laughs> Special person. You know, he aight. He aight too. I love it. Yeah, man. So thank you for having me. Uh, just, uh, you know, I think this should open up people's minds too, man. It's just, you know, try, try and be a little open with everything going on right now. I mean, this people need to think, man. Just start thinking and st don't just grab the mask and grab, put the gloves on and just meander about. Like, please research. Please educate yourself. And please be hopeful, because if you don't have any hope for this thing, then we're not going anywhere. You're going right. to be stuck in your houses. Um, so on a serious note, you know what I mean? Let's just let's just have some hope, man. These things bring hope. These conversations, we can still do this. Our life hasn't been totally derailed. We can still communicate. We can still converse. And we can still have some type of uh, normalcy and some type of positivity if we keep our head on straight. If we let this take us, then we've got nothing. So let's let's just kind of let's keep doing what we're doing, man. Let's just keep trying to fight the good fight and talk it out. Amen yeah. to that. And, and of course, SP sound goes out. No way. Are you serious? Of, of course, SP sound goes out. Uh, uh, is he talking to? Of, of, of course, he, of course, his hotel internet goes out. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's right on cue. It's right on cue. It's right on cue. It's right on cue. It's perfect. Right for the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope all of this stays on. I hope all this stays on because they be seeing me calling your hotel internet out and the shit finally shows up. While my man, while, while, while my true heel of the business, Mr. Darius Carter, gives us some real education and then you can't even get words out. <laughs> Miss Chrissy Love, Miss Chrissy Love, uh, tell them where they can find you online. They can find me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. I am the cessationist Chrissy Love or Chrissy Love underscore Crystal Owens Lynch. And you can follow us, True Hills, on Facebook. True Hill Heat on Facebook. The Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Battle Club Pro on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. True Hill Heat is also on Twitter as well as Instagram. You can find me at True Hill underscore Epic SP3. Of course, this video right here, like, comment down below if you have any more questions for Darius Carter, any messages you want to put out to him or to us, put down in the comment section below. Push the subscribe button. Push the bell to stay notified you can check it out and you can listen to this on itunes soundcloud spotify and anchor so until true hill heat uh 71 we want to thank the all father himself wrestling's richest prize darius carter for joining us for true hill heat 70 this has been miss chrissy love top guy jj it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 signing off for true hill heat until next time